minute of the Eric Zane Show podcast, a daily show where I discuss news, nonsense, and my personal adventures from the Baldwin Ace Hardware Fear Bunker Studio. Baldwin Ace Hardware, beacon of DIY awesomeness in the Northland. Then they have Dippin' Dots. We had a puppy incident last night. Bedtime. We transitioned. O'Neal, not on the bed. This is key. As Daisy, Daisy, damn it. As Darla continues to become a massive bulldog, uh, Diana and I, who are little, are, are being uh, consumed by dog on the bed. This is getting to be a bit of a problem. Last night, you know, uh, and I, the reason why it's like, well, I'll just kick him out of the bed. Well, I feel bad. And then O'Neal, I don't want O'Neal to be alone downstairs. Last time I'm getting ready to go to bed and he's crashed out on the couch downstairs. And he's like, fuck you. I'm not coming up. It's too hot up there. And, you know, so he made the decision for me. It's like, all right, great. Problem solved. So now you just got these two knuckleheads, Bruce and Darla. Darla goes outside before bedtime. She goes tinkle. She goes poop. You bring her upstairs. Okay, bedtime. Diana's laying there. Darla's like trying to attack her. All right, she settles down. She settles down. She starts chewing on the bed. The dog's teething, you know. And uh, and, and the bed's now destroyed, by the way. The uh, wood, yeah, it's it, she ate, literally ate the bed. And, uh, and it's, it's, uh, obnoxious. So I go, all right, let me go get a chew toy. I go get the chew toy as I'm walking back in there. Um, I notice the dog, I go, Dinah, the dog has peed on the bed. What? And, oh shit. I mean, it's, it's a lot. So you have the comforter and you pull that back and then the top sheet, the, fitted sheet and then you're down to one remaining barrier before the actual mattress now this this mattress is one of those Tempur-Pedics it's I mean if there's pee on it you might as well just throw it away the barrier held the barrier held the mattress did not get soiled but Diana was like flipping out and, um, I go, all right, enough, calm down. It's pee and it's a dog. This, and, uh, and it's a puppy. This is, this is what puppies do. Their job is to piss everywhere. You, you, you signed up for this. The house is unbelievably fucked up as it is because of the animals that is that is an unavoidable side effect. If you have as many pets as we do, your house is a shit show. You don't invite anybody over because it smells like a wet dog dick in here. And that's it. You just, I mean, that's who we are. We are, we are as filthy as the dogs are. The suggestion from Kenny, who's off to a good start with actually a good joke. Uh, he says, or you could go buy a new murder mattress on Marketplace. You see, now that's funny. You've picked your spot. 
Now, don't overdo it. That was a funny joke. You, you did do the Kenny, but now you have to understand that you gotta, you gotta, uh, you you can't turn the spigot on full blast. I know you feel the urge at this minute. I know what you're feeling. You're feeling. Oh man, I got, I got a credit for a funny joke. I better shoot off 100 more things that get me attention. Don't do that. You're doing great. Don't lean into your success. It has to be natural. If something pops in your brain organically, fine. You don't even need to send me an emoji giving me a thumbs up. You don't. Even that. Is too much. Aram and Linda are talking about Nexium. What is going on here? My world is topsy turvy. Kenny is doing good things, and Linda and Aram are talking about a stupid documentary that I, I w- tried to watch and I, I couldn't do it. It was horrible. That is the uh, never-ending bane of my existence, the comments. She says, I was asked. Oh, now don't get lippy with me. Don't. uh, Yes, I know you were. Does that mean that if Kenny asks you a question, you're going to ask him? Tyler says, be a joke assassin. Pop in, hit your target, then disappear until your next target comes up. Tyler's got it right. God, uh, Linda uh, uh, is 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 going to lean in. She has a chance to be asshole of the day. I'm kidding. I'm totally kidding. Never. It would never happen. Uh, and then... Ask to stick her face in. You guys better watch it today. All right. So dogs pee the bed or uh, freaking Darla pees the bed. That's that's a bad deal. Did I overreact? No. Did the queen of the forest? Yes. Size of the problem. And I go and I, I actually said I go. Hey, it it's you. Do, there's nothing you can do. It's it happens. That's that's a that's a puppy thing. This is the reason why some people are dog people. Some people are not. If you have a puppy, it's going to pee on everything. Uh, Josh joined us on the Ben and Eric Patreon podcast uh, last night. He showed us his new puppy. It's a uh, chocolate lab named Maisie, I believe. And uh, One of the last things he said was, Puppy hasn't even peed in the house. And I'm like, and it's just the the dog's been in the house for hours. And it's like, oh, yeah, you know that the way this goes is you're going to be vigilant early. You're going to let the dog outside in seven minute intervals for the first day. And then by day three, it's going to be 10 minute intervals. And then the next thing you know, uh, there there's pee everywhere. Today may be a backbreaking day for your old pal, EZ. When it comes to food. Now, 
I don't claim in any way, shape, or form that in the past week that I have uh, gone on some crazy kale-eating health kick uh, or anything like that. I've just consumed less food and not as much garbage. I've pretty much cut out the um, grazing on uh, handfuls of M&Ms, which I think that last week it was like up to probably about five whole packs of M&Ms because this peanut M&Ms, this big fucking container that my wife buys. And, oh, shit, what a temptation. And, um, you know, I... I could say, all right, don't buy any more of it, but there's other people in this household. It's not, I, I have to get myself under control. I don't care if the temptation is around me. I am stronger. I need to be stronger than just, ooh, well, the only way I can do this is if we, if I lived by myself, I'd do that. Okay. But not everybody in this household has the same zeal about this. Then your old pal EZ. And that's okay. I don't give a shit. I'm just worried about me. I am, I am, uh, I, I've leaned in completely into the staying in my own lane. I don't give a shit if everybody in this household, household weighs 8,000 pounds. I have to take care of myself. And if someone says, hey, yeah, yeah, it's working. I want in too. Yeah, okay. Well, this is what you do. Fine. But I can't even manage me. This eating addiction, and I'm calling it an eating addiction. I'm telling you, this is harder to do, harder to get under control than my addiction to alcohol. I don't, I don't recall any one time that when I gave up booze that I was like white knuckling it or like, oh God, I really, I got to have it. I got to have it. Never, ever do I recall anything being that intense different with food different the draw of the sugar is remarkable uh the draw to eat just shit is just fantastic um the reason why today may be a shit show is because i'm going to a west michigan Whitecaps baseball game. Now, for the record, they get you to the game not because it's enjoyable to watch this horrible game, but because of the food. The culinary wizardry on display at this ballpark is magnificent over the years they have come up with some incredible food items that are just astounding they used to have this enormous burger that they made and it was you know the size of a big ass pizza plate and they they bring you the burger and it's a challenge like you have to eat it by the end of the game or something like that and if you eat the whole burger you like win a prize and the prize was just like a stupid t-shirt, but 
I think uh, one of those stupid shows where they uh, like man versus food showed up there and tried to do it. And it, 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 it drew all sorts of attention. And then for some reason they got rid of it. I'm like, what a, what a stupid thing to do. It's it was called the fifth third burger because of course the facility was named after the local bank or the fifth third bank. I guess those are everywhere, aren't they? Well, then they ended up getting rid of it. And now the, uh, facility is named lmcu ballpark i i would i would uh i would bring that fucking thing back no one goes to the baseball game to see the hard hitting this basically the baseball that they play there is like you know how when um you you go by like a park and you see like uh all the kids playing baseball it's worse than that these are these are horrible baseball players. None of the people that play this game will ever make any more than like three or four thousand dollars in their entire professional career. I don't even think they get paid for this shit. I think they get like Buddy's Pizza coupons or some shit. And yet, you know, every game is sold out. They uh. I think the earlier this week they brought in like former Detroit Lion Lomas Brown. There, there's like a massive line to see Lomas Brown. Uh, uh, fans would line up to see, and like uh, you you have a copy of a, of a cat. They give you a copy of a Dr. Seuss book, and then you go up to Lomas, and if he can read the book, uh, then you you get a T-shirt. And they gave away no T-shirts because he can't read. That's how they get people in there. They they bring in. Uh, uh, illiterate former football players to see if he can read a Dr. Seuss book. He can't do it. And then people get a good laugh out of it. And then they go and they get some fucking food. Meanwhile, the stupid baseball games going on that nobody's paying attention to. It's the absolute worst. Allison says, I enjoy the between innings entertainment. I do too. That's fun. My God. So, looking back at the comments, Aram writes, why does your whole house have to be full of junk food? Well, I don't buy it. I don't do the shopping. The queen of the forest does. And, you know, I don't go around and say, hey, don't buy this. Don't do that. You know, I'm I'm just along for the ride. I am I am not in charge of this of this show. Tyler on Lomas Brown, a random guy comes for an autograph and he says, that's right, Dan, I'm here signing autographs. Uh, Joe Martinez says, actually, it goes by faster now with the pitch clock. Yeah, it doesn't matter, though. It still stinks. So you get there, first pitch is like, I don't know, 7 p.m., uh, the game is over by 4 a.m. And then uh, you you eat the garbage food. That's all you can do. Now, this was not my idea. I was told it's that we're going to the baseball game and you're going. I have zero input on this. The tickets were purchased. I was told I have to be there. I am not arguing. Sounds good to me. Oh, yeah. I can't wait. It's going to be great. 
Now, what will be fun is that uh, I'll be with my wife. I'll be with my daughter. I'll be with my son-in-law. Something stupid will happen. It will be a riot. I bring this all up because I'm concerned about the food. This is a real test for me because it's not like I indicated or like I indicated to you. I'm not like on some crazy health kick where I'm just eating great. I'm not. I'm not. Yesterday I had another fucking uh, uh, quesadilla steak. Oh, my God. It was so good. Uh, but I didn't like overeat. It was only it was again the quesadilla and the fried chicken. We have leftover fried chicken. So quesadilla, one piece of chicken. Uh that's it. And I was done by, you know, five PM. I didn't eat anything else for the rest of the day. Uh I did not close my fitness circle, the app on my phone, because this knee is uh though a little bit better. It's still very, very painful and not a great idea to be walking around on it. And the thought crossed my mind yesterday that I may be at the end of the line. I may be. I'm not sure. Um, If this is a chronic issue with the knee, like the second I start moving again, running all that high impact, if it comes back, I don't don't know if I want to um, put myself through that anymore. It might just be taking nice brisk walks or take a bike ride or maybe a swim. I haven't been in a pool in years. Um, I might have to adapt this plan and then just completely lose the running thing. Um, because it, it's taken it. If it, if it is a chronic issue and my knee is shot and that is what I'm concerned about, then, uh, that's not going to work. That thought crossed my mind yesterday. But that's okay. I don't give a shit. As long as, um, I mean, it's not okay. I would like to be able to go run again. I still want to capture the glory. Kenny, two for two, says you'd be like the old man you met at the YMCA who said he just walked on the treadmills because he liked having cookies. You're doing it. You've been successful. You've made, you don't need to follow up with anything else. After I'm telling you, you're doing a good job. You did it. You've done it twice now. Good comments. Kuipers, you have a pool and you don't swim. Well, I've never been in the pool in my own backyard. I don't, I don't go in that fucking thing. No way. I'm not interested in it. I'm too busy. There's everybody else is like sitting there enjoying life, drinking my ties and Moscow mules and in, in the pool. All I do is clean it. And so last night I get done with the Ben and Eric Patreon podcast. It was amazingly fun. Great time. We also recorded another edition of who are these Zanes on the Patreon platform. Actually, we, we did it live. We did who are these Zanes live. Um, so some of you already know what happened. If you are a tier two member, you, um, you already have uh, seen it and heard it if you watched it. But um, got done with all that. And then Diana says, look, the ladies are coming over Saturday. And this pool needs to be cleaned. This is like before I started podcasting yesterday. The pool needs to be clean. And I need you to do that for me. I go, I know, honey, but my knee is killing me. I know. But maybe if you can just do a, a little bit of it, maybe. I'm like, 
hey, baby, I, I, I'll take care of it. I'll take care. I promise you, I'll do it. I got done with the show, and I didn't want to do shit. I got up, and I did it. I hooked all the fucking hoses up, pain in the ass, and I'm vacuuming that fucking thing. But no, I don't, I don't go in there. I don't, I don't know. It just doesn't appeal to me. I don't like doing relaxing things. Okay. Romeo says major Pooh Bear points. Uh, yeah, I don't, uh, people have asked me the question, why do you, how come you never like go in or how come you never sit still or you, and it's like, I get gr- very uncomfortable uh, doing enjoyable things. Relaxing things, I should say. To me, the most relaxing things thing in the world is to walk around up north and pick up sticks. I am not kidding you. Like kindling, picking up little sticks and throwing it in the fire pit. I know that sounds ridiculous, but I don't want to canoe. I don't want to hunt. I don't want to fish. I don't want to swim. Uh, I don't want to go on a ride on a motorcycle. I don't want to go on a snowmobile. I don't want to go on a side-by-side. I don't want to go into the uh, uh, local town and walk around. No. All I want to do is putts. That is what I like to do. And if you knew my dad, if you know my dad from back then, that's all he would like to do. Mouthy Mitten Mama says, I also find joy in setting things on fire. Mama Goat says, that's me at work. People sit all night and I'm just wandering around the OR like an idiot. I can't relax. Um, So when people go in the pool to relax, that just, if I go into a pool, I want to swim. So back in the day, that's the only time I go in the pool, actually to swim laps. I'm doing something. I'm working. Uh, not interested in all those sit around and chit chat moments. I don't want to fucking talk to you. No, I, I, I'm very comfortable in just wandering around. Everybody else can talk. Uh, when I bring my, uh, when my wife and I go up North, she brings stacks of books and, um, she sits by the fire and reads. And then I pick up sticks to keep, and then, uh, maybe go chop some wood and then, it's time for her. She gets hungry. I make her food. Then she wants a s'more. I make her a s'more. I, uh, I This is all the, the whole day. I'm constantly moving around. Uh, Kyle says, this does sound wonderful. Anything old man related is relaxing. K-Dub says, take your patio music and Jimmy Buffett music. Take your patio umbrella and Jimmy Buffett music elsewhere, please. Kenny, serious question about M&Ms. Does the NFK walk past the bowl of M&Ms and grab a handful at times? Uh, Yes. Have you ever considered his hand diving into that bowl and what he leaves behind in it? Uh, yes, I have. And I'm eating his feces. This is true. I know that. That's how good of a treat M&Ms are. I am well aware. Yes. 
Incredible. M&Ms are so good. He could jizz in that, and I think I'd eat it. Call of Duty says that your hard candies fall out, fall out of your sweater pocket when you pick up sticks. That's a callback to the old uh, sweater beat up. Yeah, whatever. Joke tagging moments that were actually good. All right. So I got it. My point in all this is uh, I'm going to attempt to actually eat like a normal human being again today. When I say normal, I mean not exactly like, like I'll probably have a quesadilla and that's it. And I should do it right before the damn baseball game and then see if I cannot eat like an asshole at the baseball game. Uh, set the bar low. Thank you for being here. This is the Eric Zane Show podcast. If you're watching at facebook.com slash Eric Zane fan page or Twitter at Eric Zane Show or on my YouTube channel, I'm going to kick you out now. The full show is available daily, Monday through Friday, twitch.tv slash Eric Zane Live or download the Twitch app. Search Eric Zane Live. Follow the page so that you know when I go live. Subscribe to it for free by linking up your Amazon Prime account. If you have Amazon Prime and you utilize that, link up Amazon Prime. And then you are officially subscribed. When you're subscribed, you don't get a bunch of commercials at inopportune times that are thrown in there by Twitch. Kind of bypass all of that. And believe it or not, when you link up your Amazon Prime account, uh, I actually get money for that. A few bucks, but I do get money. And you get it free uh, with your Amazon Prime account, but you have to link it up. And then once you link it up, each month that it expires, you have to hit the subscribe button each month. You'll know it because you'll suddenly start seeing commercials. Uh, if you like and you don't have Amazon Prime and you still don't want the commercials, you can actually pay a fee. I don't know what it is, and I don't care. Or don't do anything. That's up to you. I'm just letting you know that these options are available for you. I have a Patreon where I podcast a, a lot more than I do on the free platform. This is perfect for the person who's like, boy, I like the show. I like what he has to say, but he doesn't give me enough shit. Uh, he doesn't give me enough to listen to. There's more. I, I post a ton of shit. Um on Patreon, patreon.com slash Eric Zane, including the Ben and Eric Patreon podcast, which we did last night. And you have a seven-day free trial. This is foolproof. You sign up at patreon.com slash Eric Zane, and you can sign up for seven days free. You do have to put a payment form in there because if you go longer than the seven days, it'll charge you uh, for a month, which you'll set up as either five or ten bucks. But if you don't like it, just cancel it. And that's easy to do. And then you will not be charged. There you go. That's how it works. So if you're on Patreon, if you're on uh, enjoying the free podcast, give it a try and see if you like it. Okay. And as always, the audio podcast is available free wherever you download shows. Uh, I am now, I have a new sponsor. It's um, known as Hymns, which is a sponsor where you can get prescriptions to uh, erectile dysfunction medicine. Um, and it it's done through the mail. It's more discreet, less embarrassing, things like that. 
and you have access to all these different types of erectile dysfunction medicines. So that's a new sponsor. And it only appears during the audio show. It doesn't appear now, even though I'm telling you about it right now. But I can't do it because, well, what I can't do is they send me like the uh, copy of what the suggested things that I should say. And it actually says, guys, having trouble getting hard? And I'm like, you know, I just can't do it. And uh, so I changed it. I Believe it or not, I softened it up. This is a guy who says some of the worst shit imaginable. And I struggle with, hey, guys, having a hard time. Are you struggling to get hard? I can't do it. Um, but I changed it up to, uh, are you struggling with erectile dysfunction? Anyway, that's heard only that's you only get that ad when you listen to the audio podcast. So on the audio podcast, I talk about hello fresh and then it's followed up with an ad of me talking about erectile dysfunction. All right. So I will kick you out if you're watching on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube now. Thank you so much for being here. Full show, twitch.tv slash Eric Zane Live. Twitch and Facebook brought to you by Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. Twitter brought to you by Blue Frost IT. Hey, what's up? It's your pal EZ with another amazing partner for the Eric Zane Show podcast, the Eufy Video Lock. Oh my gosh. Smart lock, 2K cam, and doorbell, three-in-one, triple security. You got everything in one device, all right? Rather than install piecemeal, hoping that you got this app, that it's going to work okay in that app, and oh, my God. This is not just for security, but also for convenience. No more worrying about losing keys, and you can assign passwords to your family members and see them coming back home via the integrated camera. So, you know, like they all have their codes. They walk up to the door, they punch it in, the door unlocks, in they go. And of course, it's a video camera. So it's all there. You can see who shows up at your door. This is fantastic. We live in a golden age for home security. And the Eufy video lock is the top of the heap. Okay. You can go to eufyofficial.com slash video lock for more information. This thing is easy to install. The setup, all you need is a Phillips screwdriver, no drilling or anything like that. All the keyless entry components make it so fantastic. 0.3 second fingerprint recognition. Amazing. No battery anxiety. You've got the ultimate, I don't know what it is, super lithium whatever that keeps this thing powered for a long long time no monthly fee on this unlike other brands that do that they just bend you over and charge you a monthly fee i love the eufy video lock get to eufyofficial.com slash video lock e-u-f-y official.com slash video lock uh let's see backing up if you do want to pay for the uh Amazon or the, um, uh, what do you call it? Subscription. It's five ninety nine a month. I'm, st- I'm going with all Kenny comments today. Kenny says M&Ms are greater than the risk of consuming someone else's feces. Yes. Kyle adds, if you have protein powder, I do make a shake before you go to the ball game. This should keep you full. So you don't eat a ton of shit. 
Um, let's see. Kenny adds, wait, how did this sponsorship come about? No, it's not because my ding dong won't get hard. What happened was they just reach out to me. These, uh, these folks at the uh, platform that I utilized red circle, they're constantly trying to sell sponsorships for the show. I don't do it. They do it. And then for every dollar, I get like 50 cents or some shit. I don't know. I forget the rate. Hey, you want to, you want to do an ad for uh, hello fresh? Yeah. Sounds good. You want to do an ad for uh, erectile dysfunction? Sounds good. Yeah, I'll do it. I'll sell the shit out of that. It works. I mean, you get access to uh, medicine that will, in fact, make your ding-dong stiff. So, like if Boring Dean were still listening to the show, he would be able to log on and get medicine to help him. I forget which one of the uh, former Zaniacs Dean had sex with. I was informed of this. I forgot who told me. It might have been Kenny. Was it you who told me that uh, Melinda had sex with Dean? Was it Mel- uh, Melinda or was it um, what's uh, what, Jessica? Which one of those two had sex with Boring Dean? I think it was Melinda. And then he couldn't get a heart on. That's the story. That, that, all those people had sex with each other and then they would tell Kenny. And then Kenny couldn't keep a secret to save his life. So he would tell me. So that's how I found out that boring Dean could not, his dick would not get stiff. Was because he tried to stick it inside of Melinda, which is gross. Was it, it was Melinda, wasn't it, Kenny? Come on. It's the cat's out of the bag. You might as well just dish now. Oh, all of a sudden you're quiet? What the fuck? And uh, then it like didn't work. Linda says, isn't Melinda uh, a lesbian? Yes. Well, that's, that's what happened. He made her a lesbo. Unless I'm getting the person wrong, Kenny knows. He's the one who told me. (laughs) Any second now, I'm going to get a text message. Dude, man, I told you. Don't say anything. Linda says, you're not wrong because you told me. Oh, yeah. Okay, great. Yep, it's true then. Uh, You see, this is what happens when you play both sides of the fence, Kenny, with your love of those white trash bigoted scumbags. You can't be on both sides of the fence. Chris says the book one was my fave. Uh, He's talking about the ad on the audio podcast where the guy had a book called um uh, i forgot what it was it was about the the business about running a business and yeah it's a great book i read it myself about uh being your own boss and um instead of working for the man being the man adam says you already told the story anyway easy oh all right i forget tyler writes 
You blew my cover, my man. <laughs> my back. Kenny adds, uh, hey, I'll be friends with anybody, but yes, I suck with secrets. No, it was good. Don't apologize. I'm glad you told me that Dean had sex with Melinda and that his dick won't get stiff. That That's good because I can't stand Dean. Fuck that asshole. Him and his soft dick. Him and his soft serve cock. Fucking moron. No wonder why your wife left you. Piece of shit. Fuck you. All right. Kenny says, well, I'm not friends with him. Yeah, I know, but you're friends with all those trashy scumbags. You and Amanda love them. And then you come in here with plans to destroy the show. All right, I'm kidding. Kind of. Uh, Don't even think for a second that I am not going to get in on this sub-implosion action. There is plenty to talk about imploded sub. I'm going to get to it in a second. Thank you to Johnson Carpet One Discount Outlet. Thank you to Darwin, who owns the John, uh, Johnson's Discount Outlet, and he owns Johnson Carpet One, two stores, both on Chicago Drive, Granville, Michigan. The amazing Kent, drop the E at a U, runs the Discount Outlet. It is worth the trip to get the lowest price for carpeting or any type of flooring on the planet anywhere. Seriously, if you live quite a ways away, it is worth the trip to get to the discount outlet because of the money you'll save. It's just math. And you know I'm great with math. Um, The lowest price on all designer brands, styles, best-selling products you can imagine under one roof. They buy tons of uh, inventory and then just set it up there and say, hey, come buy it. And then it all sells, some quicker than others, but uh, they get it for cheap because they buy so much of it, set it up. It's Kent's job to uh, make sure the inventory is in the right spot. You walk in, say, yeah, my room is this big. All right, what do you want? Uh, I want some uh, vinyl plank. All right, here, here's your options. You pick it out, you buy it, you throw it in your vehicle, you go home. Uh, arrive there with a vehicle that can transport what you want. Before you pay your money, say, excuse me, did you add the Eric Zane Show podcast discount? 10% additionally off in your savings. Johnson Carpet Discount Outlet. They are on Chicago Drive behind the Little Caesars Pizza in Granville, Michigan. Also in Granville is Sarah Honda Granville. Two miles away. Michigan's number one Honda volume dealer, SarahHondaGranville.com, S-E-R-R-A, HondaGranville.com. Test drive a brand new Honda today. These are amazing vehicles. I've been buying Hondas uh, from these folks since about 06 and uh, never look back. Just uh, fantastic vehicles. They run forever. In fact, the first one I bought in 06, I still have. It's Madison's car. That thing's changed hands. Every member of the family, every kid's had that car. In fact, um, when we got rid, we, uh, actually there's one car I did not buy at Sarah. I bought a Dodge and, um, 
when we got Diana's car, that she, what happened was Madison totaled her Honda. We had two Accords. She totaled her Accord. Jim needed a car. We gave him the Dodge. Jim's car was at 06 Accord. He gave that to Maddie because she's the world's worst driver. And she, um, so now she drives that Accord and then she fucks it up all the time and no one cares because it's, it's old. And then we got another Accord. You can do the same. The largest selection of certified pre-owned vehicles as well on one lot at Sarah Honda Granville. Those certified pre-owned cars are one or two years old. They're great cars. Check them out. And then finally, Blue Frost IT is the managed IT service provider for this show. If you have a small or a medium-sized business and you want to upgrade your tech because, you know, it's old, uh, technology constantly changing, and for whatever reason, maybe you're having malfunctions, maybe the equipment is slow, whatever, sit down for a 30-minute complimentary consultation with Blue Frost IT, and they will uh, take care of everything for you at no cost. This is what you need. Uh, Hey, uh, and then you buy it. You actually buy what you need and then they will help you set it all up. Okay. Because if you have to do all that, first of all, you might buy the wrong thing and then it takes time and time is money and you're a small or medium sized business. And who has time for that shit? Blue frost it call them at 616-285-50 uh, or go to their website, bluefrostit.com. Does Maddie also drive over your mailbox? Thank you. That was um, uh, Jackie who did that. She she drove over the neighbor's mailbox and then left. She backed out too far, drove over the Hallelujah's mailbox, and they they saw her, and then she just drove away. Now. That's terrible. I don't know why she did that. We'll have to ask her one day why she just left. It's my next door neighbor whose mailbox is laying on the ground. Mystery number one. Mystery number two. My neighbor called the cops. Jackie comes home. I'm not even home. The cops are there. They walk over and they said, hey, did you hit the mailbox? And she said, yes. And then that was it. And then they kind of like left and then she, we paid for the mailbox. I, I'm not sure why that happened. I, I don't know what's more problematic. The child being scared and driving away or the neighbor calling the cops. Why did you call? Police should be called for criminal activity. It doesn't sound like you witnessing my daughter go. You should not. Hey, man, Jackie just hit the mailbox. Oh, fuck. Oh, Jesus. All right. I mean, the layer of the cops, it didn't, it doesn't, the say it ended up working out the same. I, I paid for the mailbox and told Jackie to be more careful. That's exactly how I handled it. When I got involved, I go, oh, um, well, how much does it cost? $300. Here's $300. And then I walked inside. And then the cops left. 
What a fucking waste of time, energy, money. I'll never understand that one. Adam says, sounds like some classic Midwest passive aggressiveness. Uh, Tyler says, why the fuck do they call the cops? Great question. Uh, Aram says that neighbor isn't good. He kills animals outside. There's a lot of uh, factors that there's a lot of evidence about, about the, uh, that people are indicting the neighbor, the hallelujahs. Um, very conservative Christian conservatives, which some people would say that's a, that's an X against them. Now I love them. I think they're great. I think the bigger thing isn't so much a Christian conservative because I don't feel judged. It's the, uh, it's a lot of people, including my wife have problem with the massacre of the uh, local woodland creatures that have been just decimated. We have uh, almost two dozen squirrels, chipmunks that have been slaughtered because of my neighbor. Tyler says, I'm assuming they called 911 too instead of the non-emergency line. We should put in a FOIA request to hear that call. All right. Let's get into the sub. I saw a video yesterday um, of a sub implosion simulation. This is fucking crazy. I'm just going to show you what this looks like. There's no audio with it. If it went like this, this is remarkably terrifying. It says right here, the instant collapse of the pressure, the hull would immediately heat the air inside the sub to around the surface of the sun's temperature as a wall of metal and seawater smashed one end of the boat to the other, folding it like the quesadilla that I ate yesterday. In around 30 milliseconds. Watch this. Come on. No way. No fucking way. Look at that. And it just obliterates it. If it's that dramatic, holy shit. Why? Okay. Corey says, are they okay? Um, If it's like that, and maybe it is, they should show that video. At the st- before you go on the adventure, the one dude from Pakistan, he went there with his son, the 19 year old. He was terrified. The 19 year old didn't really want to go, but he did it to please his dad. 
Suleiman Daywood was one of five people killed. Was uh, He wanted to have a bonding experience. This is according to the aunt. The older sister said, no, he wasn't very up for this, and he was scared. However, he ended up going on board because he wanted, it was, uh, the trip fell over Father's Day, and he was eager to make his dad happy, who was fascinated by the Titanic. I am too. I love looking at, you know what's amazing about the Titanic? This is so crazy, uh, because I've been watching a lot of Titanic shit unrelated to the implosion. But Linda says, nice way to spend Father's Day dying together. (laughs) Ashley says, I hope all those wives grabbed their QuickBooks passwords before they went. (laughs) Chris and then Corey in a joke race. Oh, they're bonded together now. (laughs) Oh, no. You guys are on fire. My God. uh, Romeo adds, they didn't feel a thing. Over the years, they have these uh, small unmanned cameras that they put down in the ocean and examine the Titanic that are so perfect. They actually, those cameras go into the boat, like the grand staircase. They, they've gotten so, uh, ama- such amazing shots where they have an image of underwater, the grand staircase, and then they superimpose the shot from the movie where the grand uh, staircase, it, I mean, you can see it. It's fucking perfect. Corey's talking about James Cameron, who I'm going to play a clip from, so be careful. You got to relax. I don't want you to get ahead of me. James Cameron said yesterday he's been down to the Titanic 33 times and has spent more time on the ship than the captain did. I believe that. Um, so that's one thing. The 19-year-old didn't want to didn't want to go, and he did it because they, like, twisted his arm. But James, speaking of James Cameron, uh, this is a clip from him, and um, he has had a lot of concerns about the vessel, and this stems from the way they made it, and he talks about the exact manufacturing of how they made the hull. They made it out of titanium and woven carbon fiber. And... uh. That was apparently not okay. You weren't supposed to make the ship uh, with that type of um, support. There was, there's, a, there's a way you're supposed to do it correctly. And this guy, this um, Stockton guy, I forgot his name, this rich fucker who made it, he admits in this clip one year ago that he uh, skirted the rules when he built the ship. Listen. Like to be remembered as an innovator. Um, I think it was General MacArthur said, "You're remembered for the rules you break." And you know, I've broken some rules to make this, 
I think I've broken them with, with logic and good engineering behind me, the carbon fiber and titanium. There's a rule you don't do that. Well, I did. It's picking the rules that you break that are the ones that will add value to others and add value to society. Wow. He just said in 22 seconds, you're remembered by breaking rules. I, don't, I guess, good or bad, you're remembered by breaking rules. Yeah, you're definitely going to re be remembered. And then he gets down to specifics saying, I, I wasn't supposed to do this, but I did it anyway. I'd like to be remembered as an innovator. Um, I think it was General MacArthur said, you're remembered for the rules you break. And, you know, I've broken some rules to make this. I think I've broken them with, with logic and good engineering behind me. The There's a lawsuit right there. That's that's $100 million. Carbon fiber and titanium. There's a rule you don't do that. Well, I did. It's There's a rule you don't build a hall with carbon fiber and titanium. Well, I did. Making the rules that you break that are the ones that will add value to others and add value to society. Oh, okay. This will be played in a courtroom. Holy shit. Well, uh, Cameron, who uh, is... An unbelievably skilled and experienced diver in these types of vehicles. He's been doing this longer than anybody. He has a, uh, a, a doctorate's degree in all of this. This is the ultimate consultant, James Cameron. And he's actually friends with the Stockton guy. And he says in this clip that they wanted him, they kept wanting him to go down. And he was like, uh-uh, I'm not going down in that thing. Fuck that. Cameron says he knew that all of this had happened. And uh, he also uh, says, talks about the whole, everyone knew that the thing had imploded and that it just, it was theater. Looking for it was just theater. Check this out. This is incredible. Ocean Gate shouldn't have been doing what it was doing. I think that's pretty clear. I wish I had been more vocal about that, but I think I was unaware that they weren't certified uh, because I wasn't really studying it. I wasn't really interested. Stockton Rush asked me if I wanted to go out there and dive this season. You know, I wasn't interested. There was a lot of concern about this outfit and this sub. A lot of concern, even to the extent that I wasn't involved in it because I was making Avatar 2 at the time, but a lot of them got together and wrote a letter to uh, to Ocean Gate and said you have to certify. You cannot take people down. It's irresponsible, and it could lead to catastrophe. Monday morning, when I first found out about it, the incident, got on a whole bunch of calls and emails. It's a small community. Within an hour and a half, I had the following information: they were on descent. They were at 3,500 feet. They lost comms and tracking. The last one being the critical one. Because the, the transponder that's used to track a sub during descent and on the bottom is a fully autonomous system. It's in its own pressure housing, and it has its own battery power. So for them to lose comms and tracking at the same time, sub was gone. There was no question in my mind. I, for days, I, I tried to run other scenarios that could account for it. I could come up with nothing. Um, so the next thing I did was contacted a few more people and uh, managed to track down, uh, you know, there are acoustic networks around. Some are research, some are, some are intelligence. Um, we got confirmation within an hour that there had been a loud bang at the same time that the sub was, that comms were lost. A loud bang on the hydrophones. 
loss of transducer or transponder, loss of comms. I knew what happened. Sub imploded. I, I sent emails to everybody I know. I said, we've lost some friends. The sub has imploded. It's on the bottom in pieces right now. I sent that out Monday morning. I never believed in that technology of wound carbon fiber, you know, wound filament, uh, cylindrical hull. I thought it was a horrible idea. Um, I wish I'd spoken up, you know, but I, I assumed somebody was smarter than me, you know, because I'd never experimented with that technology, but it just sounded bad on its face because we make pressure hulls out of contiguous material, steel, titanium, ceramic, acrylic. And so you can model it. You can do finite element analysis of it. And, you know, you understand the yield properties. You understand the, the number of cycles that it can, that it can take. Um, but you can't do that with a composite material because it's two dissimilar materials, you know, sort of bonded together. And so okay, now this isn't knowledge in hindsight. James Cameron knew this. You should have fucking said something. You should have blown the whistle on this. You're James Cameron. You're uh, arguably uh, one of the uh, uh, most successful filmmakers in history. You made Titanic the thing that they're going down to see. That you, You've got a doctorate's degree in this. You should have spoken up, in my opinion. In my fault, or in my opinion, James Cameron is at fault. He has something to do with the death because he didn't say shit. So we all knew that the danger was delamination and, and progressive failure over time with microscopic water ingress and fatigue, what they call cycling fatigue. So I guess he's saying up and down so many times, it wears out. And we knew that... The, uh, it's like an overused vagina. Whenever a chick gets really shanked, those, it, that lippage kind of dangles. If the sub passed its pressure test, it wasn't going to fail on the first dive. It might fail on dive seven, or I don't, I don't know what they're at, you know, but it's going to fail over time, which is insidious. You don't get that with steel or with titanium. Now there's one wreck lying next to the other wreck for the same damn reason. I don't know. What do you think? Like I indicated, that doesn't sound like hindsight. Sounds like he was aware of that. Hang on, I got a crying dog. K-Dub says, but he did. When he went to the Marianas Trench, his competitors were using a similar technology and he told them they would die using it. Apparently, that's widely known in that community about the uh, titanium and uh, car spun carbon fiber. Romeo, yeah, every material man creates gets fatigue over time and especially at that depth. Corey says he might have just thought Thought, I'm just a filmmaker. I'm not qualified. Although he does seem to know exactly what he's talking about. A black box should have been installed, says Adnan. Uh, yeah, the thing is about, but look at that, Farmer Tan. Jesus. The thing about that is, um, I don't know if it would have mattered because the transponder, like he indicated, was uh, independent. And that was destroyed. I saw some interview yes interviews yesterday, says Patrick, that in, indicated carbon fiber is stronger than steel, but it had not been tested for use over time. And how many times you could use a sub like that without it failing? Tyler says, broke rules on how to make a sub? Good. You'll be remembered for how not to make a sub. You know, like um, in aircraft, jet aircraft, uh, 
the motors, you know, those uh, fins that spin around that, you know, like when there's a bird strike, the bird gets destroyed because it's a big fucking fan, those fins. Those have to be inspected every so often for microscopic damage, little fractures in there. Because if those little fins were to break, they would be sucked into the motor, which would cause catastrophic loss. And after a certain amount of time, they just uh, pull the motor and put a new one on because they they look with the uh, instrument to look on a uh, microscopic level to see the damage on those fins. I wonder if that type of protocol was there for that sub. In fact, I was uh, watching a Discovery Channel uh, uh, show about Air Force One. And they don't even wait until they see the microscopic damage to the fins. They like uh, replace those motors in an even quicker amount of time because of the possibility of something bad happening. And I'm just wondering if the Stockton Rush had that type of uh, safety in place. So the uh, James Cameron clip, I think, is just incredible. And the fact you t- take um, uh, James Cameron, what he said, and then Stockton Rush from one year ago saying, yeah, broke some rules. No biggie. We're just going down to the Titanic. That's ah, cool. That is, that is fucked. I think the question on everybody's mind, though, and I, I know this sounds horrible, but when that happens, if is it, if it is that type of implosion that we saw in that simulation, there's nothing left, right? I mean, the smallest fish in the ocean are getting uh, a tasty man treat at that point. Holy crap. And it was 1,600 feet from the bow of the ship, which is 0.3 miles, three-tenths of a mile. So picture... uh like in your neighborhood, how far it is to the corner. And then imagine something as the bow of the Titanic there. That's what they were looking at. So they were probably uh, going right up to it. And Stockton Roch is like, oh, man, look at we're here. We did it. I'm so great. This is why I'm a billionaire. Bravo! At this point, we will, uh, I mean, because the, the uh, Titanic was discovered in 1985, I believe. That's when some dude actually found the fucking thing which is remarkable that it took that long. Well, not, not really. I mean, we didn't have technology to do the things that we could until uh, relatively recent history, but um, no one's going down there again, right? I mean, this is, this is it. Ocean gate is bankrupt immediately and they're going to be sued and everything's going to be liquidated and everybody's going to be in a courtroom and all because of people wanting to go see it. And I think one of the things that stands out, getting back to all the things Cameron did by putting these um, unmanned cameras, which he, he could move throughout. I mean, he he has to go into the grand staircase. He has it opening up cabinets and grabbing bottles of wine. And I don't know if that's true. But anyway, you, he sees so much of it. What? Why do you have to go down there? If you can basically look at all of the footage that he shot, I mean, I guess I can see it, but it just seems so fucked up to me. That's why he put the cameras down there to see everything that he could see. Very strange. Um, is there like gold down there? There's got to be tons of gold in the wreckage of the Titanic, right? 
I often wonder about that. I mean, it's, it has to be still down there. I, to me, if I'm James Cameron, the first thing I do, fuck the movie making. I want, I want to get the fucking gold. All right. So that pretty much closes the book on that until there is a lawsuit. Tyler says, if I were an engineer for Ocean Gate, I'm keeping that off my resume, LOL. K-Dub says, I imagine there will be some type of maritime regulations put in place, especially in regards to diving that deep. No more tourist trips two miles down. All right, I got to go tinkle. Comments as I get up and in the camera, it says, uh, hey, we can see all the dogs. Full couch today, Romeo adds. Yes, we can actually see them without Fatty Zane in the way. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. All I see is our pal Kenny with a comment, and I'm not sure the background of this. It says, y'all say shit like that, yet I get beat up for a different opinion. Jeez. Okay, this is it. God knows what he's referring to. I don't know. But what is going on? I mean, when I say not sure the background, I mean, I was away for the last few minutes, so I'm not sure what you're referring to. Uh, I mean, I know what you mean about your different opinion, but you see, you are a twat. Never lose sight of what you are. You are a twat. And think about how well you were doing earlier in this show when I made it a point to say, hey, nice job. And now something got in your stupid pea brain that made you turn your temperament to where you are now. This is why you will always be looked down upon as a filthy Neanderthal twat. You are a crybaby. Corey just called you a fat old bitch. Corey can. Corey has carte blanche to call me a fat old bitch. Everybody has a carte blanche to call me a fat old bitch. You see, because I have thick skin. I don't give a fuck. You are a moron and a crybaby. You are the dumbest audience member I have ever had in all of my years of podcasting. Corey says, we know Eric is not going to cry in a corner afterwards. He's right because I'm a man. You are a little boy and dumb. So dumb. You are driven by emotions only, not intellect, and it's embarrassing. And all I had to do was come back, and I, all I did was take a piss. I can't, I go take a piss. I come back, and oh, oh I, you, guys, you guys don't get attacked, but I do. What a, what a, what a child. What a, what a, what a little infant thing to say. Oh, it's gross. It's so fucking tiresome and that is that is what i'm talking about oh how do you exist and look at now he's calling people names he's calling people names he's now he's mad you see remember i told you ladies and gentlemen this is a hothead he is a you know and it's all he's remember he's always like because there, there there's phases it, it swings wildly it goes from one side where he's raging at you and then it's cry in the corner 
and then uh, he's got a, a folder of names. Okay, I gotta I gotta fire off the emails, and then he fires off all these emails to to random people. Say, uh, can you maybe tell Eric to bring me back in? I don't know what to do. <laughs> what the fuck? Blow everybody's inbox has a fucking can. Everyone in the audience has at least one time had an uh, email from Kenny. And you can hear the tears hitting the fucking keyboard. What the fuck? Who does this? Ugh. Oh, you guys say nasty things about EZ, and I just had a difference of opinion, and I get in trouble. <laughs> and I, this is, here's the problem. With me, I'm such a sweet soul that every day is a new day. I mean, I'm so incredibly sweet and nice that every day it just kind of leaves my memory, and hey, we'll try it again. We'll try it again. We'll try it again today. And then it comes, you know, you start out, make some nice comments here. Not too many. You know, just pick your spot. But I, I, I thought there was something weird because I said something nice about him. And he sends me the emoji of the guy giving me the thought. And I'm like, hey, just, just take the compliment. We don't need to say another fucking thing. And then he gets another, he's getting some momentum. He has another solid joke. I'm like, hey, way to go. Good job, buddy. Give him the old attaboy, you know? Treat him fairly, treat him nice when he's okay. And then when he's a uh, a filthy twat, like we all know he is, crybaby, whore, asshole, piece of shit, fuck face, cock, dick, shit, asshole, uh, fuck you, asshole, fuck, then we let him have it. Oh, and to go, to leave, to go to the bathroom with spring in my step that it's all okay. And then to come back with him now, it, it's gross. Oh my God. And I... Uh, yesterday on the Patreon, I brought his fucking ass in there and, uh, I started going down the road of him intentionally destroying the show, which we all know he does that on purpose. This is his goal. Every day he talks to his lover, Amanda, uh, in between bites from hot pockets, these two figure out the game plan. And today's game plan was, Hey, by I'm going to drop some nuggets of comedy and then I'm going to turn into a bitch and he's going to go cuckoo for Coca Puffs. <laughs> oh! And a man is like, okay, sounds good. Can't talk, eating. Yeah, me too. <laughs> me too. These waffles are delicious. Time passes, and then he drops the hammer. And then, and then, uh, like yesterday, he's like, I just want you to know, I don't 
that, that's not true. That's not real. I don't intentionally destroy it. That's a lie. You, you had, you're, no one's that dumb. No one is that dumb. No one can unintentionally do what you do. It has to be real. Fuck my butt. All right. And it's always a odd demand. This is it's so unfair. You guys can say bad shit about EZ and, and, I, and I get in trouble. Oh, God, is that embarrassing. It's the hardest thing to try to continue the show after these moments because I actually want to uh, hurt someone right now. I actually, I mean, I, I feel so angry. Um, like I, I, I'm, I'm picturing myself like in the movie uh, Falling Down with Michael Douglas when um, he beats the shit out of the dudes at, the, at that rock, the gangbangers, and then he just starts shooting up the town. It, it's so wonderful. It's a great movie, and I, I just, I just love it, and I love it because in my mind, I'm Michael Douglas, having the nervous breakdown, and every person that I shoot or kill is Kenny, or Amanda. I'm just get some full metal jacket. I'm just shooting from the chopper. Get some, but they're not Vietnamese people. They're all Kenny waddling through the rice paddies. Hire me on Cameo, I guess. Cameo.com slash Eric Zane. Go to the races at Berlin Raceway. They are fun. BerlinRaceway.com is where you go to get the tickets. $14 for this weekend's races. You can buy them up until uh, just about when they uh, open the doors. They're $17 at the gate otherwise. $14 online racing starts at 6 30 uh parking is free and uh 15 and under free you can bring in a cooler with all the snacks that you want uh just no booze and no glass there you go that's how it is at berlin raceway berlinraceway.com if you want to get tickets also a mention for kent county health department if your little ones have not been immunized do this. You want the best for your kids. They need uh, various immunizations for measles, mumps, rubella, whooping cough, pertussis. You can get this for free if you qualify through the Kent County Health Department. Their phone number is 632. I'm sorry, 616-632-7200 or online at accesskent.com slash health. Thank you, Kent County Health Department. All right. Um, one more thing about the uh, structure of that 
sub. I, I forgot to mention this. It's known as galvanic corrosion. When two different materials, I'm guessing titanium and carbon fiber, are in the presence of an electrolyte, I guess uh, that would be salt, perhaps potassium, calcium maybe. Uh, one material, the anode, can start to corrode faster than it would on its own, while the other material, the cathode, will corrode slower. This is known as galvanic corrosion. Carbon fiber composites can act as a cathode and metals such as titanium can act as an anode. So placing them in contact in a corrosive environment, electrolyte, seawater, can lead to rapid corrosion of the titanium. This all seems so simple in hindsight. Very strange. And that's what he means by, yeah, I've broken the rules, but I did it. So yeah, uh, dive one through 39, no problem. Dive 40, boom. Goodbye. Fucking incredible. Uh, right now, my brain is that sub after getting, after doing the Kenny for, it's just been, it's been so Kenny intensive. I, I, I wish he would just give me a break. You know, I wish he would just let me do my job, but he has to go and try to make this about him. And then the, uh, uh, a sadist that watched this show, they, for some reason, find it amusing when I lose my mind. It's funny to them to see me, see my blood pressure go through the roof and, and get, uh, uh, uh very upset at him for yet another attempt at sabotage. Maureen's the only one who doesn't like it. Tyler says guilty. I was laughing my ass off. See, uh, Brandis, same thing. Corey. Yep. Fuck me. Uh, someone on, uh, Reddit said, let me hang on. Let me, I'll look it up. I don't want to misquote. I don't want to misquote it. Um, if you go to my subreddit, which is, wow, look at that. Up to 452 people. We are at a new record. JRE fan says Kenny needs his own weekly segment. While listening to the Kenny show today, I came to the conclusion that Kenny needs his own weekly segment along with Meathead. Kyle and Rick. The segment would be uh, called Head Banging with Kenny, with Kenny when he comes on and gives his opinions on trending news, weekly music suggestions, and his discussions with Amanda as the Zaniacs say, do it for the show. I wrote, he already has a whole show. It's called the Eric Zane Show Podcast. Ashley says, I can see the Reddit now. All this dude does is yell at some guy named Kenny. 
Uh, it seems that way. That's why I, I don't want it to happen. I want to do other. I want to talk about other shit. Uh, we've gotten some suggestions. What about Rick? Rick's supposed to be on with us today. Uh, I failed to mention to you that Rick is incapacitated and is well, he's not incapacitated. He's busy. He's got something going on business wise, so he is not able to join us. Um. Here's the thing about Kenny. Outside of his, he is the uh, LeBron James combined with Michael Jordan of basketball when it comes to going straight to my brain. He and Amanda have superpowers to piss me off. They're both very dumb. They have, they are good at one, two things. One thing is uh, calorie intake, and the other thing is pissing me off. Absolute professionals at those two things. Kyle says, similar to LeBron, like he cries a lot. So, there you go. Kent says, Jesus, this is a bit too brutal. All right, I'm sorry. Okay, now I'm moving on, I promise you. Uh, I want to get into this graduation fight. So some chick was getting ready to graduate, and uh, she says that, well, I'll tell you what, let me just um, play for you what she did. In this clip, I'll show you, you're, you're supposed to walk up and um, say your name. Hey, this is my name. This is my major, and I'm graduating. Yay, me. And then she gets her diploma. But she wasn't satisfied, this chick, with her mic time. So the, the fucking old white chick is hanging onto the mic and then the chick who's graduating says, give me that motherfucking mic. Audio check, video check. Okay, go. Let's go. Let's go. You didn't let me get my moment, so I want to say my name is Cuddy Jacadiano and I'm graduating today. Hey, oh, like yes. You snatched the mic out of my head, so today is going to be all about me. Oh, drops the mic. Okay. Again, old white chick works for the university. She says, talking to the mic. She does. And then the lady pulls the mic away before she's done talking. And this baby, this chick does not like that. Okay, let's go. Let's go. You didn't let me get my moment. So I want to say, my name is Cuddy Jaca Diano, and I'm graduating today. Oh, drops the mic. Congratulations. <laughs> okay. Oh, boy. What the fuck? Now, there's more to this. I'll get to that in a second. I haven't made a decision yet as to how I feel about it. Now, 
I want I want to believe this lady. I do. And this is and this is her explanation. So, it's my story time. Basically, what happened was um I was walking on and we had to announce our names and say our name before we get on. Okay, now she's got the Mr. T starter kit. Um she's really into her black queen thing. She's got a pendant with the actual continent of Africa. Yeah, if you uh, if you if a lady has a continent of Africa around her neck, she's really into her black. So I that's what this is all about. She was pissed off because, uh, well, I'll let her tell you. Um, I was walking on, and we had to announce our names and say our name before we get on the stage. So I was saying my name, and she literally i was my name is long my name obviously i have like three syllables yeah her name's like shaquisha shaquasha shaquisha quisha so my name i'm not gonna say exactly my name right now but okay just so you get a point so i didn't even finish getting to say my name and then the people that went before me and everything they all got to say their name their major and even extras and me and another girl noticed that she was putting the mic, she was pulling the mic down super fast for some black people. I don't want to be that person, but yes, you do. Come on, don't don't say you don't want to be that person. It, I mean, if it, if that's true, well, then you're right. That was the tea. So I believe her. I believe her. I mean, I mean, I better believe her. I mean, if I was in front of her and I said I don't believe you, she'd beat my ass. I just couldn't let her. I just couldn't let that happen because I just feel like I worked so hard to graduate and went through so much shit to graduate that I just felt like I had to reclaim my moment. I'm sorry. Like, Don't apologize then. Say, and to that white bitch, you're lucky I didn't stomp a mud hole in your ass. I'm not a problematic person. I don't want to ruin no one's day. I don't want to violate anybody. But Come on, violate, ruin. It's okay. I do it all the time. That's what she did. She didn't be, be a Kenny. She didn't let me finish speaking. She put the mic down, cut me off. And that was the only time I was able to speak. So I just feel like that wasn't right. Yeah. Yeah. I Okay. The white chick was Kenny and I was this black princess. I was this black, uh, black queen. Yeah. Kenny, Kenny and I right there. My name is Connie Jack Diallo, and I'm graduating. That this is me taking control of my show over after the white chick Kenny tried to take it on himself. Today. Hey, oh, yes. my God, you snatched the mic out of my head, so today is gonna be all about me. Oh, oh. drop the mic. Congratulations. <laughs> oh. I don't know if it, it. It's a pretty good rant. But today it's going to be all about me. Probably isn't going to score you a lot of points, but you're pissed. Whatever. Uh, Ashley says that five head is crushing her brain. I didn't notice that. I thought she was pretty. Jimmy says she sounds wicked smart. Chris says she does realize everyone there is graduating. Kyle says there should be a rule. Your name should only be eight characters long. Cole says, I have a feeling she did the bare minimum to graduate. That's racist. That is a racist statement. 
Kent says she's entitled. I don't think she is. I don't get it. Corey says, first question is, why are they letting them speak on the microphone in the first place? Ashley adds a racist joke. Enjoy the mic on your way to the unemployment line. Horrible racism on display with the audience. Kent adds a racist joke. I bet she's going to be collecting unemployment for a while. Horrible racism on display. My God. Dan says they probably had an announcer who butchered everyone's name last year. Ashley says racist. No lack of tact has no color. No, you want that person working for you. You, you, She should get a job like today. You want someone who will defend. Come on, people. Fucking horrible. All right. Uh, Cat inheritance. Here we go. This lady in Florida. She died. And I think she's, she's giving it all to the fucking cat. It's really unique, isn't it, to have seven purebred Persian cats in one room? Cleopatra, Goldfinger, Leo, Midnight, Napoleon, Snowball, and Squeaky still lived in 84-year-old Nancy Sowers' $2.5 million South Tampa home for six months after she passed away last November. She's certainly a cat. By the way, I hate Persians. I don't like, they always look pissed off. I guess she's had cats all of her, all of her life. They were her four-legged family. After a probate judge decided the cat shouldn't be left in the empty house, CEO Sherry Silk says Sour's personal... Okay, you're wondering, hey, how could they survive for six months? Uh, after she died, someone was in charge of the cats. They would show up several times a day to pet the cats, clean the litter box, feed the cats, give them water. Representative turned them over to the Humane Society of Tampa Bay. They're just in a much better situation now because they're free. They're not in cages. Silk says the Humane Society now has about $300,000 sour set aside to cover the cost to care for these seven cats for the rest of their lives. If you adopt, she left money to fund all the vet care, all the grooming. What an asshole. Whatever these cats need, um, we're going to take care of because of Nancy's bequest, which is great. While most pet owners can't promise their furry friends a six-figure inheritance of their own, Silk says. Just make some provision for your animals so that when you do die, that a friend, a relative, or someone is going to take care of them. Yeah, so we know. So they don't end up of course. homeless. Okay. All right. I have a problem with Lady giving her entire, because she gave her entire estate. She left her inheritance and the estate to the seven cats. Value of the home, two and a half million dollars. And then hundreds of thousands of dollars uh, for the for the care of the cats. Are you kidding me? I mean, I understand when you're... What a fucking lonely, horrible existence that is. Okay? This is why Amanda and Kenny need to get to fucking. Because they're going to end up being like the cat lady. Okay? They, they need each other. Otherwise, it's going to be like, I give all my video games to dot, dot, dot.
Come on now. The idea that so much money goes to cat care is insane. Kyle says, I don't have kids. I will donate my estate to local cat dog shelters. That's great. That's wonderful. That's what she should have done. Instead, she says, no, $300,000 to care for my cats. You can find homes for the cats. You don't need to. They'll take care of it. A lot of people would love to have a Persian cat. Good God. Now, give all your money away to the fucking, like these guys said, to the the shelter. There's Allison. She works for a shelter, for God's sake. And then sell your $2.5 million home and give it to a shelter. Uh, By the way, Harbor Humane will be at the Holland uh, Pride event this weekend. And I think, what was it you were telling me? Your your husband is uh, going to be on American Gladiators or something like that? Hold on a second. I'll find this. Allison's husband, uh, Brad, uh, does the, all he does is take care of the pets, love Allison, lift weights. And, and this, uh, there is a Celtic festival in Holland the same day as the pride festival with Highland games. Described as dudes and chicks throwing around cabers. I don't know what that is. And of and other heavy shit while wearing kilts. So it's like world's strongest Irish dude. And Brad, Allison's husband, is competing. There you go. That sounds like a, a full day of events in Holland, Michigan. Uh, she says, if you like random sporting events, it's pretty cool. Plus, heckling my husband is great fun. All right. That's not, cape, excuse me, cabers are giant logs. Logs, And then Corey says, I assume they're all drunk doing this. All right. Where the hell am I? Okay, so you got graduation fight, you got cat inheritance, you got easy. Uh, I think I may have a graphic designer for the show. I had more than one person reach out to me. So um, we shall see. Thank you to those who reached out, and I will uh, I'll get to the bottom of it. It's kind of like first come, first serve, unless you're like crazy. Oh, my God. My knee is killing me. From, and my knee is killing me from sitting here. Holy shit. How can that even be? Uh, thank you to TC Paintball online at tcpaintballgr.com. Uh, Rick and the crew over there doing amazing things. What a fun time at TC Paintball. Go to tcpaintballgr.com to find out about how you can schedule your event. Everything must be scheduled. You can't just walk in there. But once you get your crew together, neighborhood kids, dads, moms, whatever, uh, Celtic party, go to TC Paintball. TCPaintballGR.com, absolutely awesome. So much fun out there. They also have the Kids Little League for the uh, little guys or girls who you know, aren't really interested in, ouch, that type of vibe when they get hit with a paintball. They use the low-impact gun so that the kids can get used to the sport. 
and then uh, slowly uh, graduate to the higher impact machinery, higher impact guns at TC Paintball. Thank you to Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV, 616-532-6600. Online at Irvine's.com, E-R-Vines, Irvine's.com, where they not only fix cars, but they rescue kittens that get stuck in vehicles. What a thing. That was great. 616-532-6600. They have free uh, loaner cars for you so that you're not in the lurch when your vehicle is getting repaired. Right in the middle of Grand Rapids, right by US 131. Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. Let me wrap these up, and then I'll. Uh, we have one more story to get to in the asshole of the day. I might not need to change the name on it from yesterday. A&E Heating and Cooling. 616-516-8579. The Immortal Joe Martinez. Uh, is uh, doing great things, and it's so important to make sure that that AC unit is tuned up. Uh, I don't want you to be in the category of it crapping out today or tomorrow, and like I told you so. You don't want your AC unit doing uh, an implosion like the sub. You want that thing in tip-top working order, and if you have not had it serviced in the last year, it's a mess. 616-516-8579. Or if you have any um, service work other than getting it tuned up, they can help you right away. After our service call, if necessary, that sucks for Joe, and he's going to charge you accordingly. Or if you want to get a brand new AC unit installed, Joe Martinez from A&E Heating and Cooling, 616-516-8579. Call today. Uh, And finally... When it comes to getting a mortgage, you're getting ready to start looking for houses. Get your mortgage before you start looking. That is called getting pre-approved. Number one mortgage professional team in the United States, the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. Have them roll out the red carpet for you from anywhere in the U.S. 231-332-6505. That's 231-332-6505. If you've owned your home for a little while and you've got some bills on the horizon, maybe a new roof, new AC unit, perhaps, maybe uh, you want to do some other improvements, get some money out of your home. That way, uh, when you're paying that back, it's just part of your mortgage. It's spread out over 30 or 15 years. It's a lower interest rate. It's the best way to do it if you have some equity in your home. From the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage, 231-332-6505. All right. Um, This is the story in and around uh, West Michigan where uh, some kid was dragged from from the the side of a car. Innovative like some transaction was happening alongside of the car. And uh, the next thing you know, the guys in the car take off. So when and the kid, he's like a teenager, is still hanging out of the car. He got all fucked up. Needs to be perfect. Last week, make it count. With a new, it was a weird scenario too because the dad of the kid who was hurt, smart was up. Create oddly chatty, in kind of like a weird way. I I guess we'll give him benefit of the doubt because this kid was just badly injured. But the dad is a is a YouTuber, and he's got like a ton of people that follow him. So then I was a little off put because I went to the guy's YouTube channel 
And he starts the video with an update on his son with, Hey, give me a thumbs up and like me. And, uh, I need more follow. He actually said this on the video. The guy, he's got these huge glasses, thick glasses. His eyes are as big as saucers because of the glasses. It was all weird. And, uh, supposedly it was over a vape pen. What? The father of a West Michigan teenager who remains in the ICU after being dragged alongside a car following a fight is providing an update tonight. 17-year-old Colin Rogers from Kent City says he suffered a brain injury along with broken bones. The fight happened near Fruit Ridge and 20 Mile Road in Kent City last week Thursday when Rogers got into an argument with other teenagers over the sale of a vape pen and was dragged. Colin's father, Clay, posted an update on his YouTube today saying doctors are watching Colin's brain swelling closely because of an increase in his sodium in his blood. What happens is with that high sodium level, it causes the heart to pump harder, making the heart work harder, making more blood rush up into the brain, causing swelling. So we don't want a high amount of sodium in his blood, and they've been trying to rectify that. The sheriff says all involved teenagers are between 15 and 17 years old, and the case will be sent to the prosecutor's office. A GoFundMe has also been set up to help with medical expenses and has already raised nearly $5,000. All right, that's great. That's great. That part is great. I don't trust the dad, though. We, I think everybody who watched, I think we talked about this on Patreon when we first talked about this last week. Everybody's eyebrows were kind of raised about the dad. The clay way. So I need to get some advice and I need to give you folks an update on the medical condition for Colin. So he was in surgery for about three and a half hours. They cut a section of his skull out to allow the brain to swell. Okay. Somebody must've told him to stop selling the, uh, the YouTube channel when you start the videos with the updates on your son. He's in intensive care. And I, I don't see the other videos. I think he might have deleted them. I don't know. It's all weird. Okay. Um, Chris says, or Ashley says, are we thinking this is for views? Uh, no, Ashley. I think the idea is he's using it for clicks and views. Yeah, so that, that, that's basically what we thought. At least that's what it seemed last week. Ashley says, he's sad. Let him YouTube. Oh, I, I get you, but I mean, I, that's why I went there to see if uh, the other video was there when he was like, hey, I like my channel. Tyler says, I feel like it's douchey to wear your own merch too. Well, it's Kent City, so you can expect that from someone from Kent City. Come on now. All right. This is going nowhere. I apologize for all of this. This is stupid. Uh, seems kind of like the guy that bragged about going to Blink-182 when his dad was dying. No, I don't think it's that bad. Let's not go down that road again. Come on now. Um, I want to cover this too. The uh, Wood TV is up Shit's Creek. Wood TV, if you recall, the business of, they, they put out the memo saying, hey, uh, no more gay shit. We got a bunch of rednecks and conservatives that enjoy our TV station, so no more talking about the gays. Well, this website, thedesk.net, 
uh, covers all that shit about weirdo stuff that's happening in the industry, television and radio. I had never heard of this site before this story, but now it's coming out that a number of that, the, uh, Hey, say no to the gays memo that went out from wood TV is being followed up by that's just the tip of the iceberg that it's been a horrible scenario working for these two people, uh, Stanton Tang and general manager, Julie Brinks. Everybody at the television station hates these two. And they had been bitching. All of the reporters had been bitching like that. They're overworked, underpaid, and that their job duties are well and above their typical responsibilities, leading to rampant stress and burnout within the newsroom. They don't have, they don't have anybody that works there. It's just like radio. Two more serious accusations of workplace bullying and harassment by Stanton Tang and, and, um, and then they would complain to Julie Brinks about news director Stanton Tang and nothing would be done. And then the newsroom said, well, not only did we do that, um, we complained to the higher ups, the brass at Nexstar, and they didn't do anything. So the newsroom is saying that uh, all these allegations uh, were done and Nexstar has done nothing to address them. They only did anything when the story caught fire about uh, no more gay shit on the air. So then this website, the desk got a hold of it. And uh, that led to now shit rolling downhill fast. Don't say a word, Dave. The story goes on to say the environment has become so poor at Wood TV that it is not unusual for employees to redeem personal time off simply to recover from the stress and high workload associated with an already demanding job. A few former employees have accepted jobs in smaller TV markets, blah, blah, blah. Almost immediately after Tang started as Wood TV's news director in 21, employees began reaching out to Brinks, his boss, with concerns about his behavior. The initial complaints were that Tang appeared to get frustrated easily at subordinates who challenged his various directives. Well, I do that all the time with Kenny. And that he did not appear satisfied with anyone's level of job performance. Uh, this goes on. Uh, like other newsrooms, Wood TV was impacted by the negative health and economic effects of the three-year coronavirus health pandemic. When Tang joined, the station started to find its bearing split between remote. Okay. I don't need to read all that shit. Um, his arrival brought immediate demands that employees work longer hours and take assignments on their days off. If he called or emailed an employer employee when they were at home, he expected a near immediate response and didn't seem to mind that he might be interfering with family time. So employees at wood who are being, uh, un, uh, reporting this under anonymity are taking all this shit and, as a whistleblower, turning it into this media watchdog team at uh, thedesk.net, and they're running with it. That's not good for the TV station. And um, with their complaints unheard and Tang's hostility reaching new heights by the week, some workers took time off simply to escape him. Uh, in Michigan, employers are required to provide workers with a certain amount of paid time off of leave based on the number of hours they work. But when wood TV employees try to cash in on their accrued paid time off, Tang often rejected their requests unless they could actually prove that they were sick. 
two people said. Often workers with plenty of paid time off were forced to unpaid take unpaid sick leave, which did not require approval. One employee who missed several days of work was later fired for attendance issues with their departure announced by Brinks in a newsroom-wide email before Tang had an opportunity to personally notify the affected worker. Uh, so the shit is now rolling downhill. Uh, two, those two people are hated by all of the worker bees at the TV station. So Nextar sent a handful of executives to Wood TV's main studio in Grand Rapids to interview workers about the memo. So this is the point where the employees are like, all right, this is where the rubber meets the road. We can finally get rid of these two assholes. Uh, all the little Indians are pissed off, so the chief's got to go. Sometimes that works, sometimes it doesn't. A lot of people are saying that Tang's days are numbered because uh, numbered because of the uh, the say no to gay email that went out. I mean, that's bad enough. We shall see. Another story. The desk.net is reporting. Embattled Michigan News Director threatened journalists who voted. (laughs) Uh, This one came out on Monday of this week. I must have missed this one. News Director Stanton Tang issued a newsroom-wide warning that anyone who casts a ballot in the primary election will be noted for their party preference and that voting in the election could ultimately lead viewers to conclude that a journalist is politically biased. What an asshole. Anyone who knows anything, especially about TV, it would be a kiss of death to lean in one way or the other while simply delivering the news. And all professional news people know that know how to avoid that, that, that they're professionals. They would never do that. They would be fired if they uh, let that bias be known. This is a, this is a fucking civil rights issue if this asshole says this. We do not want the public to see our biases, whether they are subtle or obvious. Identifying with a party is a fairly obvious giveaway. Tang wrote in the memo, which the desk obtained over the weekend. As Americans, we have a right to vote. As a journalist, we have a, also have a responsibility to be fair and impartial. Tang warned that an unnamed activist group might search the primary election voter rolls for the names of working journalists to see what they can find. Well, so what, fuckhead? This is, they even have... The memo. Look at that. Oh, this is great. Not done. This chick is one of the higher ups from Nexstar. Remember I told you that Nexstar showed up to get to the bottom of this? Now Nexstar is, is they, they went into the newsroom and they had the meeting and the workers are thinking that they're going to get like some movement here to be able to help themselves. And then this cold-hearted ice bitch says, uh, whoever leaked the memo's in trouble. Fuck you. Pretty hot, though. I wonder her age. I hope she's over 50. That's the type of chick who she'd get in bed and just beat your ass. She got that ice queen look going on. Senior executive from Nextar Media Group scolded the journalists at Wood 
for leaking the memo, the uh, pride memo. The, the reprimand came this week during the all hands meeting with reporters. So that's a bait and switch. Yeah, we're coming to help you guys. And then she yells at him. That is Susan Tully, next our senior vice president of content development. Who's been on the ground at the TV station interviewing workers about the memo investigating whether Fox and her direct supervisor, Stanton Tang, violated any corporate policies. Fuck, man. If I'm one of the uh, reporters, I, yeah, keep your mouth shut. You don't want it getting out that you were the one who sent it or even led her to think that. Let's see. Uh, on Wednesday, Tully affirmed the memo was not appropriate, but said the staff in the newsroom, Wood TV, should have brought the matter to Nexstar first. Well, if you remember, they did. They had brought other... Ma- uh, they, they thought, okay, first of all, Tang's an asshole and Brink sucks. They had already bitch to Brink about Tang in the past over other issues. They had already sent it up the pipe to Nexstar. No movement. So they're like, all right, we hate these people. We still like our jobs. Now they're telling us we can't talk about the gays. Let's blow the whistle. That's the perfect. And finally shit is rolling downhill. So fuck you, Tully. This is what you want. What an asshole. And if anybody's listening to this right now or viewing it, uh, please share it with some of the newsroom uh, anonymously and let them know that your old pal EZ is, is all about Team Wood Newsroom. Fuck Stanton Tang. Fuck Susan Tully. And fuck that uh, Brink bitch, whatever the fuck her name is. Julie Brinks. You assholes scolding the newsroom for blowing the whistle. No, that's what you do when no one's taking you seriously. My God. Tully said, yeah, you should have brought it to Nexstar before leaking the memo to the press, according to three people who were in that meeting this week. She later said that Nexstar's employee's handbook explicitly outlines the procedures for bringing violations of company policy to the attention of next stars, Dallas area headquarters. Yeah, they did shut up like the memo directed by tank memo directed by Tang. The approach by corporate in these meetings is essentially both sides in the situation. One of the anonymous journalists at wood said like our jobs, we understand corporate has to be thorough in their investigation, but given their recent tone deafness, tone deafness, time is running out and patience is running thin. Okay. Have you noticed that at TV, they all leave? They all go into like other careers. It's like radio. They just get sick and tired. They they go, they march into these TV stations with, hey, I want to be on TV. I love TV. And that's the same with radio. And then the, in, the industry chews them up, spits them out. Uh, basically, the amount of hours that they work for what they pay, it's down to like uh, a, a pittance per hour of what they uh, for what they get out of it. And then they burn out and then the dream dies and then they're out of TV and that's the end of it. It's because no one's listening to the radio and no one's what no one is watching TV. Uh, one source said that uh, they were upset that Tang and Fox are still, uh, wait a minute, hold on, let me back up. 
Fox and Tang have not been allowed um, to participate. Amy Fox is the one who sent the memo. She's the assistant news director. Fox and Tang, sounds like a morning show, have not been allowed to participate in editorial meetings where Pride Month coverage is being discussed, but both executives are still working in the newsroom while the corporate investigation continues. That's awkward. One source says they were upset that Tang and Fox are still allowed in the newsroom at all and weren't immediately put on leave pending the outcome of Nexstar's probe. Uh, anonymous person says it's an absolute malpractice that Nexstar Media Group hasn't done so since the emotions are still raw, the source said. Yeah, whenever we cover local governments, law enforcement agencies, or school districts launching personal investigations of their own, those involved are, are on administrative leave until it is complete. Why is Nexstar not holding itself to the same standard here? Boy, I don't know. A lot of people would like to know. Uh, Susan Tully, the ice queen, did not return an after-hours email seeking comment, and Nexstar's top executive in charge of external communications has refused to speak with the desk about the matter. Tang and Fox have not returned multiple email requests for comment. Well, I got to bookmark thedesk.net. Wow, this is uh, this is incredible, and I'm telling you, this is corporate wide. The whole industry sucks. Uh, time to bring in Ron Burgundy. Stanton Tang's sister is Poon, according to Bob. What the fuck? Fox and Tang in the morning with a side of bacon with traffic. Lot of jokes about holy fuck, holy f- captain, we too low, holy fuck, way, uh, bang, ding, ow. All right. Wow. What a story. I, I can't wait to hear more. Uh, Ta- I have a feeling Tang, Brink, and Fox will be fired. Easier to, to replace three than replace your whole newsroom. But, of course, the newsroom doesn't have that many people in it anyway. All right. Your asshole of the day. Well, that's a tough one. That is a tough one. You have another blatant attempt by Kenny to destroy the show on purpose. The old Kenny game of uh, destroy the show, get me pissed off, ruin my day. Uh, I should I, I should leave his name on it. I may. <clears throat> and then act like he's hurt is so fucking annoying. That sucks. <sighs> the sub is gone. Stockton Rush killed all those people. That chick who graduated... The honky old bitch who tried to steal the mic from her. Crazy cat, rich cat lady. Local dragging incident. That that story kind of laid an egg. That didn't really work. Sorry about that. Um, and then that. To me, it's a, a Stockton Rush sub guy arrogantly making that sub and then now all those people are dead the 19 year old didn't even want to go he just wanted to be with his dad he did it like 
just to bond with him. And then you idiots said, yeah, he's, he's really, he's literally bonded with his dad now. Next star is also high up there. So is Stanton Tang, Julie Brinks, and Amy Fox. I'm going to take next star out of it. I think Kenny has a better chance at being asshole of the day than next star. But because of the death and Kenny winning yesterday, and I would only make him happy if he won his six asshole of the day award, uh, leading the sh- leading the uh, 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 standings. By the way, in the show, uh, TC Paintball presents Stockton Rush as the asshole of the day for killing five people, including himself. Stockton Rush is the asshole of the day. Possibly an honorable mention for James Cameron uh, not blowing the whistle. The joke I saw that Ben talked about yesterday was um, subs haven't got this bad of it. Subway hasn't gotten this much negative attention since Jared was the spokesperson or subs. I think I ruined it. Subs haven't gotten this much bad attention since Jared was the spokesperson. That is my time today. I'm done with you. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope it was fun. The podcast is complete. I'll be podcasting more on Patreon. Try it for free today. Today, try it for free. If you're listening right now, go to patreon.com slash Eric Zane and sign up for seven days free. I'm publishing the Lost Zane recordings today. I'm publishing the Ben and Eric Patreon podcast audio today. Tomorrow, who are these Zanes will drop. I've got material from 1989 that you can hear on who are these Zanes. It's really great. I hate it, but it's great. Have a great one, folks. Till next time. Talk to you down the road. Bye-bye.